Welcome to Mighty Way Books Presents Kids and Kindness, Encouraging Stories for Children Ages 8 to 13. I'm your host, Mabel Elizabeth Singletary, and each week I will be sharing children's books centering on kindness, friendship, teamwork, respect, courage, and compassion. We are living in a time where it seems we have gotten away from the importance of loving thy neighbor, i.e. showing kindness and compassion to others. The others I speak of can be people who may not look like you or me or share our views. However, learning to see value in every human being is a lesson from which we all can benefit. I hope you will join me each week to listen and enjoy our stories. And don't forget to visit MightyWayBooks.com where you will find encouraging and inspiring books for children ages 8 to 13. In chapter one, we met Jeremiah Jones, a nine-year-old foster child who kept getting into trouble at MacArthur Elementary School. He ran through the hallways and had difficulty sitting still. Jeremiah was waiting in the main office for his foster parents to arrive because he had caused a disturbance in the cafeteria. Realizing this might be his last day, he attempted to make a drawing for his foster mother, Mrs. Daniels. However, after meeting with Mr. Kelton, the school's principal, Jeremiah didn't get the chance to finish the picture that Daniels had decided to return him to the Children's Services Office where his social worker, Mrs. Kennedy, was waiting. Chapter 2, Going Home The long ride was a quiet one. No one said a word. Jeremiah sat in the back seat of the Daniels' car with his face pressed hard against the window. He stared out at the changing scenery as they rode past unfamiliar houses, buildings, and a neighborhood park along the way. It didn't take long before he realized his prediction had been correct. The route they were taking wasn't the way to Mr. and Mrs. Daniels' home. He was pretty sure now that he was on his way back to children's services. Jeremiah wished he had the power to rewind everything that had happened since he came to live with Mr. and Mrs. Daniels but was forced to accept that all the wishing in the world wasn't going to change the fact that he was losing yet another foster home. Just for a moment, he allowed himself to go to a safe place. He closed his eyes and tried to think of some of Grandma Joni's strong words. Jeremiah needed strength, and picturing her words in his mind would give him that. He reached his right hand deep down into his pocket and closed his fingers tightly around a carefully folded piece of paper. Inside the paper were eight tiny mustard seeds that Grandma Joni had given Jeremiah only days before she died. Listening in his heart and remembering the kind words was the one thing Jeremiah felt still connected the two of them. Almost as if she was sitting beside him, he could hear her sweetly whispering, If you have the faith of a mustard seed, God can move even the biggest mountain standing in your way. He never knew how she came to possess them, or even if they were real mustard seeds at all. However, there was no doubt they were of great value to her. And she believed in the truth found in God's word. So she often reminded Jeremiah that this was the source from which she found what he referred to as 
his grandma's strong words. To Jeremiah, the seeds were both a treasure that his grandmother had passed on to him, and at the same time, a reminder of what a powerful God could do if a person had faith. Closing his eyes and hoping for something to happen, Jeremiah repeated, Faith, have faith. God can move even big mountains. When he opened his eyes, the houses, the buildings, and the road they traveled on were still unfamiliar to him. Nothing had changed. He was still riding in the back seat of Mr. and Mrs. Daniel's car, headed for a place he didn't want to be. But he was powerless to do anything about it. Inside his pocket, he allowed his hand to release the paper that held the tiny seeds and let it descend to the bottom of his pocket. And he accepted the likelihood that there would be no miracle for him today. Fitting himself snugly in the corner of the back seat, he fell asleep. It must have taken close to an hour to reach the red brick building bearing the name Children's Services Office of Philadelphia. Jeremiah lifted his eyes, acknowledging the fact that even though a new sign had been placed on the front of the building, it was still the same place that in the past two years he'd been brought back to over and over again. He could see Mrs. Kennedy, his social worker, standing out front waving to make sure they'd seen her. Mrs. Kennedy was very nice, and Jeremiah enjoyed being around her. She and her husband, Paul, had a son of their own named Paul Jr., who was about the same age as Jeremiah. They nicknamed him PJ so that they would always know who she was referring to when they heard her call. Jeremiah had met him once when Mrs. Kennedy couldn't place him with a family right away, and he stayed with them for the weekend. For two nights, he slept in PJ's room and recalled how surprised and impressed he was when PJ insisted that Jeremiah take the bed while he slept in a sleeping bag on the floor. Mr. Kennedy was real nice, too. Jeremiah remembered how he played football with them on that chilly Saturday afternoon last fall. He thought of the fun he'd had that day and wished a time would come when he'd have a family of his very own like the Kennedys. The reality, though, was that Jeremiah knew way deep down in his heart that he didn't just want to be part of a family like them. He wanted to be part of their family. As Mr. Daniels parked, Mrs. Kennedy stepped closer to the car. She bent down, peered into the back seat, and waved hello to Jeremiah. He slowly and cautiously waved back and somehow managed to return a half smile. When he got out of the car, he threw both hands around her waist and hugged her tightly. It was as though he had been reunited with someone he loved and had greatly missed. He liked the way she smelled like fresh lilacs and wished he could hold on forever and never let go. He did everything he could to keep his tears from breaking through, but couldn't stop them. It's all right, Jeremiah, she said. It just wasn't the right fit. We'll keep trying. Mr. Daniels took Jeremiah's suitcase out of the car's trunk. It was pretty easy to see by the shirt sleeve hanging out of the side that the packing had been rushed. Everything that belonged to him was in that one suitcase, and he hated the sight of it. Seeing it reminded him that he really didn't belong anywhere or to anyone. He no longer had a place he could call home. But then again, 
he hadn't really had a real home since losing his grandmother a little over two years ago. Mrs. Daniels reached out to give Jeremiah one last hug and returned to the car. She was crying and kept dabbing her eyes with a tissue. Likewise, Mr. Daniels did the same and hugged Jeremiah. You'll be all right, Jeremiah. You'll be all right. Then he got back into the shiny black sedan, turned on the motor, and they drove out of Jeremiah's life forever. Mrs. Kennedy took Jeremiah by one hand and pulled his suitcase with the other. Wait till you see what I've got for you inside, she said sweetly. Jeremiah didn't hear her. Instead, he watched the Daniel's car until it completely disappeared from sight. Oh, I get it. You're not interested, she said, trying to take his attention off the departing vehicle. What? he asked softly. I guess you didn't really like those chocolate chip cookies I made the last time you were here. I brought you some more, but if you don't want... Jeremiah remembered the warm scent of Mrs. Kennedy's freshly baked cookies and the way the smell so pleasantly filled his nostrils. So for a moment, he forgot about the situation and focused on the subject of cookies. I want some. Nothing came as close to the delicious taste of his grandma's secret cookie recipe, except for the ones baked by Mrs. Kennedy. Next to Grandma Joni's cookies, Mrs. Kennedy's were the best. He looked up at Mrs. Kennedy and accepted that Mr. and Mrs. Daniels had become part of his past though now he wondered who next would become part of his future. For Jeremiah Jones, the answer to that all-important question was waiting to be determined. Mrs. Kennedy spent the rest of the afternoon making phone calls in a desperate attempt to find Jeremiah a place to stay. She knew what he liked and set before him a basket of colored pencils and drawing paper. He opened his pad to the page containing the bouquet of flowers he had drawn for Mrs. Daniels. Changing his original plan, he used various colors to complete his picture. He decided to give it to Mrs. Kennedy when he was done. While he worked on his picture, he tried to ignore the difficult conversations bombarding Mrs. Kennedy over the phone. She wasn't having any success finding a solution to his problem. Before long, it was five o'clock, and she knew there would be no placement made on this day. Mrs. Kennedy made one last phone call. This one, though, was very different from the others. She smiled and spoke softly to the person on the other end. When she ended her call with the words, I love you, Jeremiah knew she was talking to Mr. Kennedy. Okay, Jeremiah, she said, rising from her seat. Let's go. You're going to stay with the Kennedys for a little while. Is that okay? Her words couldn't have made Jeremiah any happier. Even if it was only for a day or two, he knew it would be a fun one or two days, and he looked forward to living with them. Jumping up from his seat, he tore the finished page from the drawing pad. It's for you, he said, anxiously handing the bouquet picture to Mrs. Kennedy. The time and care he had taken to complete the picture was obvious. When Jeremiah drew, his hands were steady, and he gave all of his attention to his work. His picture had to be just right before he'd offer it to anyone. She kindly accepted it and held the picture with both hands. She admired the drawing, and it made him feel good knowing she appreciated the gift he had created for her. 
This is the most beautiful bouquet of flowers I've ever seen. And they look so real. Thank you, Jeremiah. And I just bet you're planning to become an artist someday. Am I right? Jeremiah shrugged his shoulders. He never thought that he could someday become a person who would draw pictures for a living. He loved drawing more than anything else in the world. There couldn't be any better job than that. Knowing that Mrs. Kennedy acknowledged his artistic talents made him feel important. Maybe he would become an artist someday, a great artist whose pictures would be displayed in museums all over the world. Wouldn't that be wonderful, Jeremiah thought. Jeremiah handed the basket of colored pencils back to Mrs. Kennedy and attempted to help her tidy up her office so they could leave. Everything looks fine, Mrs. Kennedy said, giving her approval on the room's appearance. I believe we can be on our way. Jeremiah grabbed his art book while Mrs. Kennedy once again pulled his suitcase by the handle. I think I'll make something special for dinner tonight. Would you like that, Jeremiah? Jeremiah knew he'd like anything Mrs. Kennedy cooked, but he especially liked her pancakes. Can we have pancakes with lots of butter? She looked at him kindly and attempted to get him to desire something more traditional for dinner. I had planned to make them tomorrow morning for breakfast. There's nothing like hot, fluffy pancakes early in the morning, you know. I like them all the time, he responded. So does PJ. I guess it won't hurt to see what it's like to have pancakes for dinner. But if we pretend it's morning, they'll be just as good as when we have them for breakfast, Jeremiah offered. Mrs. Kennedy paused to think about Jeremiah's suggestion. I'm almost convinced, but I do have one condition. What's a condition? I need you to do something for me. What do you want me to do? Mrs. Kennedy remembered how Jeremiah didn't like eating fruits or vegetables. She figured it would be easier if she tried to get him to eat some fruit first. Will you eat the fruit I give you along with your pancakes? Jeremiah waited as though weighing the offer. Deal? Mrs. Kennedy asked. Will you make the pancakes real big? He asked, forming a giant circle with his hands. Well, maybe not that big, but yes, I'll make them big, she said. Without any reluctance, Jeremiah agreed. It's a deal. I'll eat the fruit. Mrs. Kennedy placed Jeremiah's suitcase in the trunk of her car and opened the rear door so he could sit in the back. Mrs. Kennedy, are you sure it's okay for me to stay with you? I'm sure, Jeremiah, and PJ will be glad to share his room with you. He likes you, you know. And besides... I don't think you'll take up much space, she said, kidding. Jeremiah felt at ease. I won't, he told her. I just need a little space, that's all. She hadn't been driving for even ten minutes when she peeked into her rearview mirror and saw Jeremiah had fallen asleep. It had been another real long day in his young life, but for now he was sleeping peacefully. Mrs. Kennedy wondered if he was dreaming while he slept, and if so... What was this nine-year-old dreaming about? One time when she checked on him through her mirror, she thought she saw a smile of innocence spread across his face. She knew if he was dreaming, at least for those few short moments, he was dreaming about something good. They were almost there. She turned the corner and headed in, in the direction of her house. The Kennedys lived in a small, well-kept bungalow-type home 
with cream-colored shutters framing each window. It was the last one at the end of a nicely manicured cul-de-sac. Jeremiah remembered the pretty flowers that adorned the front yard. They were bright, colorful, and welcoming. Pulling into the driveway, she silently prayed that Jeremiah would be able to be placed in a loving home real soon. He needed that, and more important, he deserved it. For now, she was glad that she and her husband and son could open their home for him to stay, even if only for a short time. I hope you enjoyed today's reading from Mighty Way Books Presents Kids and Kindness. Please join us next week when I will continue sharing stories from the collection of encouraging and inspiring books for kids, ages 8 to 13, which can be found at MightyWayBooks.com. Until we meet again, I wish you a great week and ask you to do something nice for someone and to show kindness to everyone.